0: Welcome to the Geek Freaks Podcast, your go-to destination for answers to the most crucial business technology questions every business owner needs to hear. Hello. No special guest today, just me, Ron Harris, uh, here to talk to you about, once again, ransomware. So... Over the course of probably the last three weeks, uh we've seen an outbreak in ransomware being well trying to be delivered to customers and potential customers. Well, we actually picked up a prospect that we've been working with for a while because their um network was ransomware so it kind of brought it up, and I figured we should talk about it now because seeing everything that's going on in the world uh they're only gonna keep trying to pivot on nasty things going on in this world to get clicks so now it it, it was covid last month now it's probably social injustice now so just keep in mind when you're clicking on things and getting emails from people you don't know you probably don't want to click those right um because that's what they're they're hoping for so the the two i want to talk about is one was um a smaller organization. They were crypto lockered. And I keep saying crypto locker because it's a generic term. They were hit with it's called Mr. Deck. It comes in through um, port 3389, which is the RDP port. So if you're remoting in and out, this is a brilliant attack too because everybody's working from home. And a lot of people use uh, remote desktop to remote in. So what's happening is this Mr. Deck is being delivered uh, via email or even just through uh, the open port on 3389. And uh, again, you do not want to leave that port open. You want to obscure that port as much as possible, right? Or close it all down together and connect in through a VPN and then remote desktop into your session. Never, ever, ever do you want to leave that port open to the internet because that's how Mr. Deck gets delivered to your network. So they were able to push the payload um, into the network and they had access to the network for anywhere between 12 hours and 24 hours. And in that 24 hours, they were able to uh, use the administrator password that they have uh, compromised and go into the backup server and delete the backups. So now you're at a point where you don't have um, backups to restore from. And now you're they're going to then, well, what they did, do is delete the logs, and then they backed out of the system and encrypted it. Um, they didn't take anything in this case; they just wanted their money. So they ran their tools and they started to uh, encrypt all the information on the network. Now, it would be one thing to come in on a Monday morning and say, "Hey, um, you know." We, had, we got crypto I keep want to call it crypto locker. I can't do that. Uh, we keep getting ransomware or we got ransomware over the weekend. We're going to restore and we'll be on our way, right? But in this case, there was no backups. So there was no cloud. There was no replication offsite. There was nobody taking jump drives home. It was just an on site backup that was deleted and left no ability to restore. So they had to go through the process of paying the ransom. Now, here's where it gets tricky because. Your heart says don't pay the ransom and just kind of rebuild, but it's incredibly hard when everything is gone. Everything is gone. You have to look at avenues, right, to get your business back up and running and serving your customers and making money. But that comes with a sum. Now, they're going to give you the decryption key, right? Now, this is a big, um, I guess, uh, moral question that you have for these nameless, faceless people, wherever they are in the world. Are they going to give you the decryption key after you pay the ransom? Now, my head says yes, and all the examples I've seen and been a part of had said yes. The decryption codes work, and we were able to decrypt whatever we needed to decrypt. Um, but they're a business, so they have to, right? So if you get involved with that's Mister Deck, CryptoLocker, um, you know whatever the different variants are, and they crypto your or they uh, yeah they encrypt your um, data and they don't give you the key after you pay it, then it's going to get, you know, it's going to spread like wildfire that, Hey, you're not going to pay the 22 or the $20,000, $50,000, whatever it is to get your data back. Right. And that's just, that's just going to become what the internet says. And you're not going to want to do it. And these security providers and remediation teams are going to say, Hey, you're not going to get paid if we pay this ransomware. So we just need to start over. So it's in their best business interest because this is what this is. This isn't a malicious hack. This isn't a planet type situation. This is a business. And it's billions of dollars a year into these, I would call them companies, some sophisticated, some not so sophisticated, but still a business entity. They make anywhere between, I would probably say 2000 to $50,000 on a recovery, right? And they don't do anything. The hard work's all done through that, the getting access. So once they get access, whether it's emails or RDP or anything like that, that the work is done. Encrypt and wait and get paid. Now, the way you pay these things is through bitcoins um, that are untrackable. That's the reason of them, right? It's a It's a cryptocurrency that is used throughout the world and it's valued very high. And it's kind of, if you don't know what you're doing with it or how to use it or... How to get it? It becomes a very tedious thing. So, if anything does happen to you, partner with someone, partner with a remediation team, an MSP, uh, use whoever you're working with to handle that because it's not. Um, I want to say for the faint of heart, you have to understand how it works, how wallets work. Where do you buy a Bitcoin? You know, fractions of bitcoins or full bitcoins, whatever the case is. You just have to be ready to understand that, and it's it, it can be a daunting task. So, um. So yeah, so they they were able to get their data back and decrypted and uh, standing up a new domain and all that other fun stuff. So that's good, right? At at the end of the day, that's good. But paying the $30,000 or $40,000 is not good for business. Now, this is where your cyber liability policy comes into play. You're going to want, no matter what, you're going to want small business, medium business, enterprise business, five people, 10 people. You're going to want some sort of cyber liability coverage for this event. It's not going to get any easier to spot these or any easier to stop these, it's going to happen. Now we as a a IT team or a managed service provider can do everything we can to slow them down, but they always, 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 always use other humans to infiltrate the network. Whether it's a, you know, a physical thing where they're saying, Hey, Ron, here's a jump drive. Go ahead and take this jump drive. It's free. You're going to love it. It's going to be the best jump drive ever. And you take it and you plug it in your computer. Whammo. Right. Or, hey, uh, COVID-19 information, click here for the PPPPP. Cool. You click there. Boom. You got it. Oh, Facebook. What's up? We're scrolling through Facebook. Oh, code injection. You got it, right? Or you type in uh, the wrong domain, you know, Girl Scouts instead of Girl Scout or whatever the case is. They park a domain there, code injection, you have it. Now, you have to be able to manage that, right? So whether you do it, through another partner or a remediation team or whatever you want to have cyber liability to go back you want to have cyber liability insurance to pay that fee now your your um deductible is probably going to be much less than what you're going to get hit with and on top of that you're looking at at least at least 2 to 3 days of downtime if not more if not more depending on how big the network is how spread out it is is it local to the region is it across the country because again, if, if I have a VPN connection to uh, a computer in California and a computer in Florida and a computer in Colorado and a computer in Montana, and I get it here in little old Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we're all seeing each other, they also are going to get it, right? So it's going to hit them. It's going to encrypt their machine. So what's that look like for remediation? Are you backing up the endpoints? Are you backing up the server? Or do you have to pay the ransom? Do you have to get eyes on it? There's a lot of things that come in play when you start talking about remediation. That's why you want to get that cyber liability so they can then partner with a re- remediation team to help you go through these, I, I want to call them hoops, or these challenges that uh, may arise through this process because it's not, it's not going to end. I wish I could sit here and say it's over. We've beat the cyber criminals, but it's not going to happen. They are uh, smarter, and they don't sleep, and they're always changing what they're doing. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast right now, and maybe you're a five person company thinking, ah, this is not going to happen to me, or this could never, why would they want this? It's not about why it's not about the information in this case. They want the money, a five person company that's say is doing a couple million dollars a year in business, very profitable running like a well-oiled, well-oiled machine can get the parking brake pulled on this adventure because you get, you get, uh, encrypted, right? And it's two, three, four, five days of downtime. It's a reputation thing. Now, what what is the business? So let's say it's a it's a doctor's office, and they've been in your system for 24 hours, and now they're pulling company or client information. That's a big deal. That is going to pull the parking brake on the highway. Your now profitable profitable business is now looking at some turbulent waters. Get the cyber liability. Get a proper IT partner and take a stance on security. You have to. You cannot wait. Just today it was announced that our one of our local colleges, Michigan State University, was hit, and they pulled um, some information off a server uh, pertaining to students, uh, stuff going on inside of the university, and they are not going to give them the decryption key until they pay a very large ransom. And if they don't pay the ransom, essentially, uh, essentially extortion, they're going to start leaking documents. Now, who knows what's in these documents? You've seen it in the past with uh, oh, all kinds of people. Um, uh, man, I'm trying to think. Fox, I think, had some stuff go on blast. No, Sony did when they were releasing a movie from North Korea. Um, stuff like that happens. Now, probably not a big deal for MSU. They'll figure it out. They'll pay the ransom. They probably have cyber liability insurance, so they're going to move down the road. But it just shows that it doesn't matter what it is. This is, a this is to them, it's no different than knocking on your door and trying to sell you a candy bar. If that door opens, you're buying a candy bar, right? So that's all they're looking for. Knocking on a door, is anybody there? Knocking on a door, is anybody there? Now, with this Mr. Deck Attack, it is very convenient because a number, you know, millions and millions, and pe- not even a number, a millions and millions of people are working from home. And if you don't have a secure way for them to access the network or to get back into the network or to even um, work securely, there's going to be issues. Um, This Mr. Deck attack goes in through the RDP port and hits your network. Bingo, bango, they're in. You know, it could also be from the endpoint. So let's say you're doing um, a bring your own device. So I'm working from home on my Windows machine that maybe doesn't have proper antivirus. And I am connected through the VPN because I have to work. Well, uh, Tommy, my eight-year-old son, hopped up on Facebook, got a little something-something on there, and now it's spreading through the work network, right? So even as you're working from home, and maybe it is, albeit secure, depending on the device you're using, you still have to be careful, careful. This is what is going to be, you know, I would say now is the time to invest in a uh, partnership, to look at the partnerships you have. Make sure you have off-site backups. Make sure your backups are good. Make sure your password policies, even for your uh, part providers and partners, is strong. Have that conversation. Don't be afraid as a company to ask the hard questions. And maybe it, it's it's nothing you understand, but you'll know bullshit when you hear bull, right? That's how it comes down to it. If you can ask a provider and say, hey, what's our cloud backup strategy? And they say, you don't have one. It's just how it goes. At Here at Omega, what we do is everybody gets a replication off-site, right? It doesn't matter how big the customer is or how small the customer is. You're getting a cloud replication. It's it's part of our package just for that because I don't want to have that conversation with you. There's only two things in the world I can't give a business back, and that's their time that I, either they're down or not working, and their data. Something that you've been... Gr- Growing and harvesting for years and years and years could just be gone like that. Just think about that. You could be in a 20, 30, 40-year-old business that has 20, 30, 40-year-old, 30 to 40 40 years worth of information just sitting there on a server. Maybe it's not backed up. Maybe it is. Maybe you're sometimes taking jump drives home. Maybe you're sometimes swapping out uh, hard drives you got to remove this. sometimes you guys have to do it or you have to find a partner that does it automatically and handles it for you. It's not uh, with everything that's going on in the world um, with everything that we're seeing, these attacks are happening at a rapid pace and they're not going to slow down. They're going to keep preying on everything that's horrible that's going on in this world because we're curious. We want to learn more. And that's what those emails are going to be. Now is also the time to look at your antivirus and to get some type of end-user training like a no before or any phishing simulation you could get. Microsoft has one that you can pay for if you have an Office 365 account. No before, before is platform agnostic, so you don't need to have Gmail or Office 365 to use it. Anybody can use it. We resell it. We use it. I use it on my staff, um, I think, once a month. Um, and we get some people, right? I even get some technicians because... They look that good. And nothing happens. You get thrown into some training and you move on down the road, but you learn from it. We don't want you to be scared to click on things. We want you to be educated before you click on things because these emails look right and they look good. Yes, I want to click on this. Of course, I ordered this FedEx package or this UPS package where I want to view my receipt. Of course, I do. Or I do want to understand what's going on with the pandemic. Or, oh, I do want to see what's going on with um, the current... Uh, political climate. I want to know everything because that's just human nature and you're going to see it coming. It's going to come very quickly at us and we have to be prepared. So now's the time to start asking those questions of your provider. Do I have a cloud backup strategy? Are you testing my backups? When was the last time you tested my backup? Do I have antivirus? Um, Have we been scanned? Is it always scanning? What type of antivirus is it? What's our password policy? Do we have a password policy? Hey, Bob, have we ever changed our passwords? These are questions you start, you have to start to ask, not just for yourself, but for your business, for everything you've worked for, for years. And it pains me to see people that go through this process and just partner with somebody and they say, yep, I got you. And then it turns out they don't have you. And then I'm sitting in a boardroom with them just thinking, jeepers, I don't want to be here. I don't want these people to be going through this. It's just a terrible situation. So protect yourself, protect your business, protect your data, do everything you can. And if you guys, anybody listening to this has questions, want to talk about it, don't hesitate to reach out. We're here. Uh, We have a lot of great tools that we use that we'd love to share with you guys. Um, Again, be safe, everybody. Wear your masks. Do the right thing. Stand up. Love each other. We'll see you around. Thanks.